Anxiety, here we go again for our Sunday session, which is actually being done on a Friday. I'm actually having a busy weekend, so I thought I'd get in early. And there was Give Up the Funk from Parliament, a great old track. If you're like I keep saying, if you're old like me, and you probably are, if you're trying to get your 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes, so uh, yeah, this Epicast is a drive along in the three performance, so it's going to be noisy. JB, get out and check your wheel bearings from time to time because I'm sure you're going to think there's something wrong with that cruiser of yours. Well, maybe there is. Maybe it's just big, heavy and nasty. But yeah, no, JB, don't worry. It's only the shitty road noise in the Tesla. And well, haven't the roads changed since everything's come back online in South Australia? It's like total and utter traffic jam madness. And I hate it. You know, even though, you know, that it's quite cool to roll along in a middle 11 second car that's got full traction and does everything and self-drives and all that sort of crap. Still, I just don't like people, particularly when they drive cars. Yeah, I know, it's a weakness, isn't it? Terrible. So this uh, Epicast, give up the funk. I've noticed that the industry is becoming a little bit more crazy. I mean, today is Friday the 13th. So what better day to talk about not giving a funk? You know, I, I posted something on Facebook today and I said, uh, it's Friday the 13th and uh, I will be giving out free hockey masks at, at the door. You know, because it's just brings out the Jason in everyone and everything. Not that there's, you know, anything that wrong with that, I suppose. Good old movies, those. There's a lot of craziness going on in the industry at the moment and it's, Maybe I'm getting old, but back in the day, right, when we built or tuned cars or did things or went to the track or whatever, it was a little bit more civilised than it is now. There's a lot of calling out goes on now on social media, and we didn't sort of have that. It's like someone, if, if you spoke shit about someone or, or what they were doing, uh, you know, people would go around and punch each other in the face in the pits, which I don't condone but it was always sure to get the point across and sort out any differences of opinion that there might be, yeah that kind of stopped a lot of shit but now you know you can post something on Facebook and and they're, they're clever and I do it right with the Dr. Evil fingers, they're clever, clever guys not that clever, they're not, they don't have sharks with lasers um, they, oh, there goes a Rexy past me. I can smell coolant. If this was a scratch and sniff Epicast, you could probably smell it too. RIP head gaskets. Um, it, it's changed a lot. So now there's the smart guys, they just have little sly dicks. And they try and bait people. And the idea, the way it works, is that the, the shop owner that's got something to say doesn't say it. So he gets his friends to do the digs that aren't actually part of a shop to try and call out people that are part of a shop and start a shit fight. Now I've been watching this go on and it's cool. There's, there's a lot of musical chairs um, going on where we are at the moment in this um, state of, you know, in these in this neck of the woods. And I think I discussed this once before in, in Epicast, um, Candyman, 
we like the Candyman and you know new shops on the block or shops that have reinvented themselves you know they get a following it's like when a new bar opens in a in a in a, in a city it always gets you know influx of the kids for a while no other go check it out and you know it gets popular and then it loses its call and workshops are the same they move on and they move around and people move around depending on you know what they've got and where they want to go but i've seen this many 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 times over the years right i've seen this hundreds of times and i'll see it hundreds more and you know we were busy getting cold out this week and it was like the funny part is uh, the puppet master pulling the strings look someone's opening the door in front of me and getting out on the side of the road this is just crazy yeah he couldn't hear me coming so I drive a Tesla he, lucky he couldn't see my yoga pants like most Tesla drivers wear <clears throat> I got called out by the puppets in a roundabout way the puppets of a 70 year old guy who then referred to me as old man I'm only mofo and 50 give it a break will you but yeah, I love it. I, I sit back and chuckle. And, you know, there's nothing better than watching people claim victory for an event before they've even lined up on the start line. Because I can tell you, having been around as long as I have, if you go saying you're going to win <laughs> before you've turned up, you're normally going to shit in your hands and clap. It's better off to tread quietly and carry a big stick so yeah I'm, I'm you know this is all comes back to roll racing you know like drag racing for people that can't drag race kind of thing and which kind of suits those that were calling me out because or, you know or the people i work with not so much me because anybody that knows me well enough knows that uh, there are zero f's given um for workshop games i just like to go and do my work and uh you know, maybe make some nice noises with cars or, or maybe make some nice silent cars and then go home. You know, I don't get involved in the politics, but then again, I don't have any, you know, huge stuff to be paying off. So I don't need to, you know, open the bars, open the doors and the bar at the candy shop. You know, so, you know, first we saw a massive horsepower car that was going to reinvent the wheel and was going to smash everyone and everything. And there's nothing wrong with making massive horsepower. And I think it lasted a pass or something before it shat itself. And it's not to be expected. You know, uh, engines making in excess of 1,500 wheel, wheel horsepower are not toys. They're not, you know, they take some effort to run and manage. And you need basically need a professional team to, to be running them. I mean, we, we found this out with 500 horsepower cars that are doing any sort of real racing, let alone you know, 1,500 horsepower cars. So that shit happens. But, you know, there's no point in referring to yourself as the king and the winner and, and not saying these guys did at all. But there's no point in doing that till you've actually got to the deep end first. And that's what a lot of people understand. It's very, very, very cool to have a good dyno number. And the bottom line is you're not going to win any power-based straight line motor racing event unless you do have a big dyno number right you do need that but you also need to be able to make it last and make it as i've gone on many times before we talked about making it 
manage the surface. They talk management, da 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 da. You know, people are getting there and they're starting to understand and they're going better and better. Look, I'm going to let these pedestrians across, please. I'm a Tesla owner. I love the environment and I love all people. No, I don't. Anyway, there's been so much crowing going on about things that haven't happened yet. I'm thinking of opening a new shop. It does it. Uh, forget about power tech tuning. We're going to call ourselves a Nostradamus Performance. What do you reckon? Because I'm going to predict the future and eventually I'll make it come true and it will happen. Would that be good? Who wants to book in to Nostradamus Performance? That'd be killer, wouldn't it? But yeah, I think what hurt me the most out of all of this was being called like old. At least call me OG. You don't have to, you know, refer to me as some rancid old person that hoags of mothballs, that's not very fair is it? I've probably got more hair than all of those that were calling me old too, well maybe not so I haven't got a lot, but then again I don't think they've got any, so yeah enough of the name calling let's get out the track and let's make motor racing fun again motor racing, MRFA motor racing fun again I might have to get some MRFA hats so yeah um, what have we been working on? Uh, well, the GDR, our roll racing champ, you know, it's won three times. It just sits there. And my partner, John, just takes it out. My business partner, John, to get that right. It's a business partner. Those boys aren't fishing up there. Um, he takes it out and he picks up the kids from school occasionally and uh, goes out to check on the progress of some of his other chassis, you know, drag car, classic car builds and drives it around. It, in fact... Since it won last roll racing, it hasn't even had air put in the tyres. It's only had, I believe, uh, some E85 poured into it. So that's been pretty darn cool. Really darn cool. Um, doesn't need touching. The Audi, uh, that goes around, the twin turbo R8 V10, that goes around and does um, kid <coughs> pickups and drop-offs and shop visits and stuff as well. In fact, it even goes to shopping centres occasionally, that one, when we're not in lock down so it's come time to finish the corvette and that has been quite a tricky little um animal to work on the c7 not because there's in, you know anything technically inherently tricky about a c7 with an lt4 in it and a big blower on it and some components but you know it's something we're not overly familiar with now the, the my american listeners have begun Damn, these boys sure be dumb. <laughs> they don't even understand the C7 vet. Well, we, we got a pretty good understanding now. It just took a little while to get there. Like, limitations of the fuel system. You've got electric uh, feeder over mechanical, over, you know, cam lobe driven, yada, yada, with direct injection injectors that need to go up in size. And I've also got a business partner that, that's driving this Corvette that references a lot of American dyno numbers out of YouTube, the tube. And, you know, he's fully expecting just a meek and mild thousand horsepower at the tyres through the seven-speed manual. Mm, I don't know if we'll get there. We're only running pretty low boost. You know, we're only going to pump 16, 17 PSI with the belt structure we got on the um, Maggie 2650. So I, I'm not imagining it, it's, it's going to get anywhere near a thousand it may uh, and it may do it easily actually you know e85 it's good setup it's got plenty of got plenty of fuel now it's got the right size stick in it 
straight from Texas speed. So, you know, we, we might thrill ourselves and get a thousand or sprout the wheels out of it. But I can tell you this, if we do, you won't be hearing about it till after it's gone and raced. Now, we aren't going to win too much with this thing, right? It's going to be like a skateboard. It's two-wheel drive. It's stiffly sprung. It's got a manual trans in it. You know, it's it's we're running. We're not running slicks or anything stupid with big sidewalls on it. We're just running some R triple eight R's on it. You know, the current generation Toyos. It's not going to do anything crazy, and I fully expect that it's just going to dump the clutch, or you know, it's going to chew through something. But I'm going to tune it conservatively because to do well at roll racing. You must go out and do five or six rounds back to back through the eliminations without needing to put fuel in, without needing to adjust anything with a laptop, without needing to service the car. And that is the trick, right? Getting through those last five or six rounds and playing a bit of head sports with the opposition and, and, and getting there and making it happen. So that, that's what I plan to do. So instead of focusing on squeezing the lemon, which is the name of a tech piece I wrote, I think, for Zoom magazine, you know, people that squeeze it too hard and end up with lemon juice all over the floor. Um, we like to build a car that will make it to the end, and from there, we can assess whether um, it needs to go up in power for the next event. You know, as, as uh, I told someone today, our job is to make you feel the back of your shorts and the front of your shorts without emptying the side pockets on your shorts. And I think that's an adage that I like to call them the boost bullies, the name callers should concentrate on. You know, all these old things. Uh, the six P's, is it? What is it? Perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. And of course, to first, to finish first, first you must finish. So yeah, we come at it from the other end, which is why you don't, see me making a lot of noise about what we're doing or what we've done before we've actually done it because you can sure as bet your bottom dollar that when you do that the thing is going to crap itself and you're going to look like a goose so i can now go out there now and if the trans lets go in this c7 or something goes wrong i can say well you know that's fine you don't have to pick on me online because i didn't say we were going to win we're just going out for some test hits but of course, of course, of course, we're going out to be as competitive as we can be uh, in a rear wheel drive with some low profile tires on it. And I, I reckon we'll do pretty good. What else are we gonna take? I don't know, we might take, make it a um, Corvette sort of night. We've, we've, got, we've got a beautiful ZR1, ZR1 C6, which would have to be track pack thing with carbon brakes and all the fruit. That would probably be have to be my favourite car in the collection because, I mean, it's stock, but what a cool car. You know, you've got to love something that's got a Perspex hood so you can see the blower on the Drasump LS9. I mean, that that is just, you know, coolness with a capital K. You know, like Kool-Aid spelt with a K. I know how to spell cool. I know it's a C. So, yeah, I'll listen to that next to me. That's a diesel, boys and girls. That's them air brakes or an air handbrake or something coming off. It wasn't a VL with a dose valve, unfortunately. So yeah, this is how we're gonna rock up. We're gonna have a Corvette festival. We might take a Tesla along to upset some of the fanboys. 
of, of the internal combustion stuff before, you know, you've got to warm them up and let them know that the plaid is in the wings. And what is happening with the plaids? Oh, there's no good news there for us impatient Aussies. In fact, so popular is that car in the States now, the Tesla a plaid S, because, you know, much to the abhorrence and disgust of my little friend Sam Cass in Melbourne who told me that Elon Musk flat out talked shit and their quoted time of 923 at 152 or 3 or whatever they said would never be achievable. There's like 50 people that have done it on YouTube already with no vested interest in the company or Tesla at all. They just go out there and run their 92s and go, holy shit balls. Should be holy space balls actually for those of you that know anything about plaid. Um, they're just doing it and because they're doing it and doing it so easy and the they're taking all their mates for rides their mates are just like shit boy and they're just picking up their phone and they're ordering one as well so you know I had a mate of mine that runs a transmission shop in the US that's had his on order for a couple of months now has just been told another seven months from today so you know if you're looking at nine months lead time in the US for a plaid, oh, if we can see anything by the end of 2022, we're gonna be real fortunate. And that's, yeah, and I think that goes for the long range as well. So we're not gonna see an update Model S in this country, I wouldn't think, till there's an update to the update. Model 3s, we can get. Model Ys, we will probably get beforehand, because they're all gonna come out of Shanghai. They're gonna be from the Tesla China plant but the Model S, I believe, and it's particularly the Plaid, it's not a Plaid, if you call, you got to you speak like a YouTuber, you got to call it a Plaid, that's only going to be coming from Fremont. So I'm going to be waiting a little while here. And they're the guys that have ordered the, the Arachnum 21s, the 19-inch wheels, smaller wheels, which are actually faster, as I've covered off before. You've got to wait even longer for them. So, yeah, there's some bad news um, brewing for the Aussies in Tesla land. All of which means my little M3P is uh, currently the fastest Tesla uh, you can buy in Australia. And I think outside of the Toucan Turbo S, the fastest EV you can buy in Australia. So all good for our owners of the M3 performance. And it gives us a little more time to focus on them before we start cutting sick, doing full plaid crazy stuff. Um, However, there has been some huge competition coming out of the wings now. You know, it all started with that company Lucid. You know, I don't like their name, but they seem to have some good engineers on board and some good product when it finally comes out one day and the journos are finally allowed to drive it. Now I'm going to try something really... No, I'm not. Not even the Tesla's fast enough to get across that traffic gap. The Lucid Air, I think, started this kind of uh, revolution into the nines with the 9.99 prototype tri-motor quarter mile pass and we all know the plaid has just come along and just slapped it stupid with a 9.2 second quarter mile time um and now the lucid quad motor prototype is about to be released or you know about to break cover for testing and they're claiming like a 9.1 or a 9.2 but at 157 mile an hour with four motors where is this madness going to stop? And of course, you've 
got the Rimac Navera, which I believe, or Navera or Nevra or whatever you want to call it. My Greek friends will like that, the fact that I call it a Nevra. I'm going to stuff it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something really risky here. Look out. Oy, there goes all-wheel drive Tesla straight across the traffic. Um, and the Nevra has, I do believe, I haven't seen the official numbers from drag times yet, but I believe it's run like an eight. You know, it's a $2.4 million US car or something crazy like that. And they're building like three of them or 10 of them or 50 of them or in total. But, you know, it's a production car. It'll take the record off the plaid, which you can buy. And you've only got to wait seven or nine months for if you're happy or lucky enough to live in the United States. The only thing that gives me some hope here is that Tesla work in funny ways. And they do seem to be a little bit on the haphazard side when it comes to um, their delivery schedule. So, you know, someone that ordered two weeks ago might get their uh, plaid before someone that ordered seven months ago. I don't know what complex delivery algorithm uh, that uh, a big daddy has got Dojo, the supercomputer, doing, but it is doing something and it is coming out with all sorts of weird and wacky deliveries, maybe based on geographic and demographic. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that I've ordered and want one now. Further rumours are is that there's going to be um, a super duper toucan in the works. There is going to be a super fast one and Porsche aren't going to take this lying down and they're not going to be smacked around by Tesla uh, because, you know, the Tesla, the, the Plaid, even in stock form, is beating, uh, even though it's not a track car and it doesn't have brakes as big as the Porsche and it's like half the price or something, it's still giving it an absolute stout super stout several second horse whipping at most circuits that they've shown up to already as well and i'm talking stock for stock i'm not talking the unplugged performance a super duper machine that you know uh, the dark helmet i think they call it with all of the aero and special slicks and everything else so yeah there is some really there is some really trick shit going on out there in ev land at the moment where's it going to stop is it going to stop when everyone gets banned from, you know, making these cars? Hopefully there isn't much more of a super car, super electric car race going on because that's not going to end well for you and I, the end consumer. Because all of this stuff's going to get banned before we can brag about it, winning events on the internet that it hasn't even been to yet. So yeah, all you boost bullies out there. I'm going to smack your ass when my plaid gets here. I'm going to put up some someone else's dino sheet and I'm going to say that um, I've already win. I've already I've already winned it. So don't bother rocking up. Yeah, you won't uh, catch me doing that. But quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a toss. Yep. Had some interesting feedback this week. Feedback people uh, from people asking me that know me, have known me for years, asking me to be. Uh, one of them said that you got to stop cutting this short at 20, 24 minutes because uh, twenty four and a half minutes because. You know, some people want to listen for longer. I think that's because this guy had a 28-minute drive to work and he doesn't want to listen to the radio. Thank you very much. You know who you are. And I had another guy email me uh, asking me to do some really more controversial stuff, some name-calling stuff, calling out people from the past and bringing up some really funny stuff. Now, we've got to be very careful doing that because we don't want to end up in any legal strife. But more to the point, if I do that, it would make sense to you, mate, and it would make sense to me, but it wouldn't make sense to many of the listeners of this Epicast because they number so many now. You know, uh, individual instances that have happened in the past 
that you would find really funny, they might not even get, get, you know, particularly if they're American because they don't have a sense of humour as screwed as ours. I mean, they're a bit more realistic than most Aussies. Yep, you heard it here first. And yeah, so I won't be doing that, but please, you know who you are. Matt, your name was. Send me through some other suggestions, some stuff that you've seen in your shop, some stuff that you think is really funny because I'd really like to get on board with that. And everyone that's listening right now, Thank you for listening to Range Anxiety. Send me your feedback to dtech, D-T-E-C-H, at S-E-N-E-T, S-E-N-E-T dot com dot A-U, because without you, this epicast, this podcast, Range Anxiety, would not exist, for better or worse. Thanks for listening.